This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, fam. Welcome to another episode of Making Shift Happen. Today, we're talking about hydration. I know for for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere right now, like this is going to be uh, released February 12th, 2024. And, you know, it's winter. And a lot of times we maybe underestimate the needs that we have of hydration during the colder months because we always think, oh, we just need to stay hydrated during the warmer months when we're sweating more and all of this other stuff, right? And it's just not always true. So today I'm just going to be talking about a little bit of tips that will help you hopefully master your hydration a little bit better because I know throughout the year, really 365, right? Every year, those that number of days every year, you want to stay as hydrated as you can day in and day out just because it can help with a plethora of things, you know, um, energy levels can help with digestion, especially if you do have things like GERD and things like that. Um, it can also just help you feel better. All right. It can help with performance. It can help you lubricate your joints. We are, we are beings of mostly water. And I apologize because Milo's in my office and he's cleaning himself. Uh, he is like a, an adorable cat dog. All right. He is like the cleanest dog I know. I swear to goodness. Um, but yeah, he cleans himself, licks himself clean. Um, anyways, are you done, buddy? I love you. All right. I think he's done. So yeah, hydration, it just plays such a crucial role in how you feel overall, all right? Because we are beings of mostly water. And because of that, we do get a lot of our water from the foods that we eat, which is great. So there's that. But it depends on what foods you're eating, all right? If you're eating mostly packaged items, dry goods, they're called dry goods for a reason. They're usually dehydrated or they don't have any moisture content in them until you actually add the moisture into them if you're baking something, for example, all right? But foods like vegetables and fruits and things that actually do have water in them are going to are going to actually help you stay hydrated, all right? So yeah, hydration, it is really important in terms of like drinking water and just drinking fluids in general. But, <clears throat> excuse me, speaking of which, I probably need to drink some water. Um, but the foods that we eat can also impact our hydration levels as well. And I think that that all too often is forgotten. And I really want to emphasize that because this really shows the importance of getting more fruits and vegetables into your diet and what what kind of magnitude that can actually provide in terms of health. All right. It can, can give you so much more than just the nutrients that you're getting in those foods. All right. It can give you just the hydration you need to, not to mention the fiber, the fiber, that's just going to be a whole other podcast episode because this is something I'm seeing more and more often, especially with like things like these these fads like carnivore diet and, and keto and things like that that pretty much eliminate carbohydrates from your diet. And it's it's doing us humans a disservice, all right? So again, that's going to be another podcast episode and I'm going to step down from my soapbox. But let's talk about hydration. All right, so hydration goals. I know for me, when I first started off coaching, you know, uh, what, I don't even know how long it's been. Uh, I know it's been less than 10 years um, in terms of like nutrition and, and health coaching. But 
when I first started off, I was real big on, hey, you know, let's try to get it like close to 128 ounces of water, 126 ounces of water, whatever, um, right around a gallon, right? Now, the thing with that is that can really dilute your sodium content in your blood, all right? And that can actually be a little bit dangerous, can be borderline dangerous for some folks, okay? Now, for me, I only recommended that because, yeah, urologist recommended it to me, um, but I am prone to kidney stones, so that's a different health condition. And then also the coaching that I had gone through, the coach, not even the, the education process to become a coach, but the coach that I had, their program really recommended to try to get as close as possible to, to a gallon. And you know, that's what I learned. I was a young coach. I didn't really, I wasn't necessarily broadening my horizons that much. So I actually didn't think that much about it because my doctor, my physician, my MD also told me to do the same as well. So I honestly just didn't think about it. But then the more I started to dive into it, the more I started to actually go through some more formal education when it comes to health coaching and things like that, the more I realized that, yeah, that could be a little bit too much for most people. Um, now, of course, it can really help you lean out and help you with water weight and, and things like that. Sure. And it would be great if I was a bodybuilder, <laughs> you know, but the goal is, so don't think that you need to drink a gallon of water. All right. I know what you're probably thinking. You go to the gym and you see all those folks with those big jugs literally those mini gallon jugs of water with the little hash lines right on the side, you know, that way they know how, how much they're getting. And I, I respect those people. I love those people. I love that they're making the effort to hydrate well. You don't need to do that though, because I feel like all too often, you know, regular folks will, will go into the gym and, and see what these individuals are doing. And of course you want to mimic them, you know, because you're trying to learn and it's confusing out there, right? Social media doesn't make it any easier but you don't need to do a gallon of water a day, all right? Aim instead for your body weight, all right? Take your body weight in pounds. I apologize, my metric my metric family. Um, but take your, you know how to do the 2.2. You're fine. You'll, you'll figure it out. Um, but take your body weight in pounds, divide it in half, all right? That's how many ounces you should try to aim for at a minimum, generally speaking. Now, of course, this is going to be different. If you are prone to kidney stones like I am, yeah, you might need to have a little bit more extra water, all right? I weigh about 119-ish. Um, let's just round it up to 120. You know, so that's like 60 ounces of water, right, if you take 50% of that. Now, that's lower than what I drink in a day, all right? Um, I drink closer to about 90 ounces of water every day. Uh, that seems to be good. I haven't had a bout of kidney stones since I was about 21, 22, I don't remember. I All I remember, oh my God, my last bout of kidney stones, I was on a long distance bike ride. It was like a 60 miler, I think that day, and it was hot. I was living in North Carolina at the time, and it was so bloody hot that day. And uh, it was an ice cream ride. Thank God it was an ice cream ride because it ended with ice cream. And there was also ice cream at the midway point. I had just had some ice cream, uh, like banana flavored, which was weird, but it actually tasted really good. And... um it was from a local ice creamery, and I just remember being like, mm, my back hurts a little bit. Like, you know, it just, it, it felt a little reminiscent of the times prior that I've had kidney stones, because I've had kidney stones since I was like 10, and um, I was like, shit, man, and the next rest stop was actually at a fire station, <laughs> thank God, because, <laughs> uh, you know, firefighters, most of them are EMTs, things like that, uh, paramedics, and 
I went to the bathroom, you know, and I passed a kidney stone. I sure as hell felt it when I did it and everything. It was wild. And I was very grateful for that because other kidney stones that I've had in the past, I haven't been able to pass because I've had like a dozen, no joke, like 12 to 13 stuck together, shutting down my kidney and all this other stuff. So if you wonder why I'm ever so extremely passionate about hydration, especially if you do live in the kidney stone belt, so like southern parts of the United States, we drink our tea, all right? You know, like if you live in Florida up to like, I think it's like Virginia and then west into like Kentucky and south and down there, there's what we call a kidney stone belt. Generally speaking, it's because of the water, um, just the hardness of the water and just the water content, mineral content, like from the tap water, as well as just drinking things that enhance the the uh, form, formation of kidney stones. So lots of tea. And I was drinking a lot of tea because I had, uh, I lived in North Carolina and yeah, and in there it was sweet tea, which not a super big fan of, but on sweet tea. Yeah. I, I drank a lot of tea. Um, so anyways, past kidney stone did not need to use the firefighters or the EMTs, but it was a very weird experience. But, um, the, when I talked to my urologist, he did mention like, yeah, okay, you just worked really hard. Your hydration was in a different place because you are, you were on a long distance bike ride. Um, so it did kind of force you with the heat and elements and things like that. It did kind of force your body to, to dislodge my little kidney stone. So quite interesting. So in, in case you were curious, um, that's my story about kidney stones and my last time having a kidney stone. It was actually quite an enjoyable experience and it wasn't painful at all. Uh, it was just like an, a slight ache. If you ever experience kidney stones, I wish that all of your kidney stones would be like that experience because it's night and day compared to other experiences that I've had. Um, but this is why I'm so passionate about hydration. Not to mention, even if you're not prone to getting kidney stones, because it can be genetic. Thanks, Dad. Um, but it's just hydration just makes you feel better. All right. You're just going to feel like a better human. You're going to feel like a brand new human. All right. So aim for half of your body weight in pounds. Um, as a minimum. Now, here's the caveat. If you're sweating, all right, then add usually right around 16 ounces of additional hydration every hour that you're sweating, all right? Now, if you tend to be a salty sweater, I personally am a very salty sweater, all right? If you if you feel like you have salt rings on your jerseys, on your hats, things like that, you know, if maybe your forehead is gritty when you go to wipe it after a workout, um, or a bike ride or something like that, or your skin feels like it has like sand on it. It could be dirt, sure. But if you're training indoors, for example, it's probably not dirt. It's probably sand, uh, probably sand. It's probably like salt, you know, you're, you're, you're sweating salt. You can do sweat tests. All right. You can, that does cost money. Um, there are also sweat patches that you can get that you can do at home. A lot of them have been on sale lately, especially right around like new year's. Um, accuracy they're they're fairly accurate um if you just want to get an idea if you are a salty sweater it might be smart however you know that again it costs money and you know me I'm all about accessibility and just making this as simple as possible so look at your clothing you know maybe even like wipe your skin with your hand if your hands clean and like lick your hand a little bit and just see um you know how how salty do you taste uh, for me, very salty. So um, I definitely have every other water bottle include electrolytes. And it's a good idea anyways, because when you are sweating, you are 
ridding your body of some of your electrolytes. It's part of the cooling mechanism in the body. So you are releasing some sodium anyways. And because you are trying to stay as hydrated as possible, it can be nice, can be smart to include an occasional electrolyte either every day or every day you sweat or something to that regard. Um, again, talk to your physician, see if you, maybe you want to do a sweat test. You know, um, I know here in Boulder, if I'm not mistaken, I think Scratch Labs actually offers a sweat test. You can also usually get one done at a local research university. Um, there's usually other labs sometimes in the area that you can do it as well. Just, you know, search it for your area, you know, sweat test, and then your city. Um, I, I can't promise what's going to come up, but try it. <laughs> All right. Um, now, how the heck do you get to this level? Because you're probably looking at this number, half your body weight. All right. Say you're 150 pounds, 75 ounces of water. Maybe you're not getting that much. Maybe you're just like, dude, Jen, I do just do not drink water. All right. I think water tastes like rubbish. Don't worry. We're going to cover that because it does. It tastes very plain. Um, if this number is daunting, don't worry about getting to the number. Just worry about and focus on increasing your intake now. So from wherever you're at right now, from wherever you're starting right now, what can you do? You know, ask yourself, hey, what can I do just to increase a little bit? And my first recommendation across the board for folks when I am, you know, discussing options with them is like, hey, on a scale of one to 10, how successful do you feel like it would be if you just focused on getting one glass of water first thing in the morning? You know, right after you wake up, you go to the bathroom, drink your glass of water, maybe while your coffee's brewing or while you're making tea or making breakfast or whatever, just get a glass of water in. Ideally, it would be closer to like a pint, you know, like 16 ounces, just so you can start the day off strong. But even if it's just eight ounces, like I don't care, just get some form of water in because here's the thing is overnight you haven't, you've been fasting, you haven't had any hydration, especially here in an arid climate like Denver or, you know, some sort of other arid climate, Arizona, New Mexico, you know, um, Nevada, can't forget about Nevada and California, but you're going to be a little bit thirsty, you know, generally speaking, especially if you do have a tendency to, to sleep with your mouth open. All right. Um, now, that, of course, will counter that, you know, so some sort of hydration will help with that. And it could just be really helpful just to get the habit started. So that's my first, you know, suggestion is, okay, great. We've already figured out how much fluids you need, how many you need for every hour that you're sweating on top of that. And then now just focus on having a glass of water first thing in the morning, you know, just build that habit and see where that takes you and see how comfortable that is for you. And then get into that habit and build that habit for a week or two. After you've been fairly successful with that, then, okay, let's make it even easier. Let's start carrying around a water bottle. You know, you don't, all right, you don't need that, that Stanley water bottle. All right. You don't, I know they're really popular right now, but goodness, they're huge. Um, (laughs) You can, if that's what, if that's what you love and that's what works for you, you do you. But again, I'm also trying to enhance, you know, people's ability to get this. I'm trying to enhance your, your ability to get to your goal here. All right. So don't think that you're missing things or FOMO or you need the Stanley bottle. No, like just whatever water bottle, like it could be the same water bottle that you put on your bike cage. You know, that's like 20 ounce water bottle, whatever. Now what's cool is you're getting in the habit of just having a water bottle handy, especially while you're working. Um, now I know everyone's work 
area is going to have different rules. All right. So I, I do want to respect that. If you work in the healthcare industry, yeah, you can't necessarily have like an open container of fluids, um, you know, right next to your patients all the time. <laughs> like it's usually you have to have a closed container at your workstation. I get it. I totally get it. You know, but that's just an example. People who work in the service industry, same thing, just because of cleanliness standards and things like that. So I'm trying to respect that. And I, I understand that not all of us work at a desk and not all of us, you know, work in that type of setting. But whatever setting you're, you work in that you're able to bring, whatever water bottle you're able to bring, if you're driving around a lot, great, bring a freaking water bottle with you, you know? Um, personally, I have a hydro flask. It's 20 ounce hydro flask. Uh, I just take it with me when I go to the gym. So that's my gym bottle when I'm coaching with people, when I have my one-on-one clients, I have my bottle there and I just keep track of how many times I refill it. You know, normally I'll refill it like once. So I'll go through a couple of them while I'm at the gym because I'm there for several hours. So that's like 40 ounces right there. Easy, right? Now on top of that, I know that I'm already having my first 16 ounce glass of water in the morning. So great. That's already bringing me up to like 56 ounces of water. Boom. And that's sometimes just what, like that amount of water is what a lot of people drink in the entire day. All right. So I already know I'm doing really well. I'm already, I already know that I'm at a good minimum for me and my body, like frame and size. So I already know that I'm winning because I've gotten the bare minimums. All right. Now I'm just adding on to it. You know, like my, my glass of water at dinner is a bonus. Great. It's another 16 ounces. My coffee. Hey, that's another, you know, eight ounces or so it's decaf coffee, whatever. It's fine. Um, and then I, I do put some oat milk on it. I do count that as fluid because, Hey, it is, it, it's mostly water. <laughs> like if you look at the ingredients, it's water. Um, and yes, you can include coffee and tea and things like that. Clear beverages, ideally, um, that are made with water, even your protein shake that's made with water. You're mixing it with water. So uh, if you are mixing it with water, of course, that's an assumption I made, but that is, those are fluids. So include those in your total for the day. And maybe that even alone is making you feel like, oh, okay, a little bit less relieved. And here's the thing, because I know that that's probably not a popular opinion to include coffee and tea because, you know, the big thing that wellness uh, influencers like to say is like, no, it dehydrates you. It's a diuretic. It's, which is true. It's valid. It, uh, it is diuretic. But if you are used to drinking tea and coffee every day, the effect, the diuretic effect on your body is actually very minimal, all right, because it is what your body has adjusted to. Now, if you do take medications like spironolactone or things like that that are actually diuretic, then great, that actually changes your your hydration needs a little bit, all right? Talk to your doctor if you are on any type of medications just to get some clearance and some ideas on what and how you should handle that, but please don't be fear-mongered in thinking that, you know, your coffee and tea don't count to your to your overall fluid intake. It's brewed with water. It is it is water. It is mostly water. It's just like us. It is mostly water, friends. Um, so I'm here to, to lay that to rest. Uh, even recent research studies have shown, yeah, it doesn't really have an impact on your diuretic, you know, effect. So go with it. Go off. Go off with it. <laughs> Embrace your coffee and tea. Now I will go ahead and say there should be some sort of limit to your coffee intake, all right, especially caffeine intake. Um, if you're feeling like you need an afternoon coffee, an afternoon little brewski, then okay, you know, maybe push pause, press pause rather, and 
and just kind of reflect like, okay, maybe I just need a snack. You know, maybe it's just, maybe I just need a nap if you have the ability to take a nap. Uh, I know that's not possible for everyone, but just something to think about. All right. So instead of thinking you need another cup of coffee, try to think like, okay, what else can I have? You know, because I, I do, there is a limit to how much caffeine you you really should try to take in every day just because of stress management and, you know, cortisol levels and things like that. Again, I'm not trying to fear monger you, but it is something to be aware of. Um, but please do include caffeine and things like that. So water bottle, make it easy, you know, make it visible. So having a water bottle is really cool because it's going to be out on your desk or out with you, maybe even in your car, wherever it is, it's your emotional support water bottle. So you're carrying it with you wherever it is. It's going to be visible. And it's going to be a nice visual reminder of, hey, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to focus on. This is one of my goals. And that's the cool thing about having a visual reminder. I know James Clear and and Charles Duhigg and all of the folks that talk about habits is, you know, when you're developing a new habit and a new behavior, you want to make it visible. You want to make it easy. And having a water bottle does both. You know, make it fun. Put some stickers on the water bottle. Make Make it more you. Make it more your personality. And, and having that water bottle could really help, you know, just kind of make, make your habit actual, actually like come to fruition. All right. Which is really cool. It's one simple little thing. Um, now when you have a water bottle, say it's just a water bottle and you're like, you know what, Jen, just to make calculation easy and make like, you know, tracking my water intake easy without using like another app and stuff like that. I, how can I do it with my, just my water bottle? Like say I just drink my water from only my water bottle each day. All right. I'm going to make it easy for you, friend. So you can put some hair ties on your water bottle or you can put rubber bands on your water bottle. What we recommend is, for example, mine, like I said earlier, it's 20 ounce water bottle. And how many times can I say water bottle? Uh, anyways, it's a 20 ounce water bottle and I would need to refill it three times in order to get to my minimum each day, right? So I would put three hair ties or three rubber bands on there. And what's cool is you start, just choose. If you want to, you know, start at the, at the top, go to the bottom. I usually start by putting them at the top when I, when I did used to do this, I would put the rubber bands near the top of the bottle. And then each time I refilled it, I would roll one of the rubber bands or hair ties down to the bottom. So then I had, you know, two remaining at the top and then one at the bottom after one refill after I went through one. So it's a nice, easy way for you to just kind of keep track. Plus it's always nice just to have a hair tie in case you need it uh, for those of us that have longer hair, but it's just, it's a nice, simple way again, not to use an app. Now there are plenty of apps to choose from. I think some of them are free. And I think even if you have an Apple watch, you can do it on Apple watch. I have a Garmin. I can track my water on my Garmin. It's pretty cool. So it's all, you know, app based. It doesn't cost anything. Now there are also apps that you can pay for. Usually they're pretty minimal in terms of investment, maybe like $2 or something like that. And they sometimes gamify the idea of, you know, hydration. Um, I think one's called, I have one client that loves this app, Water Llama. I have not tried that one, um, but she loves it. And then there's other ones. I can't remember the names, but there's ones that if you just search in your, your app store, whatever app store you use, Android, Google, whatever, or, uh, Apple look up water tracker. 
okay, or hydration tracker. And you're going to get a, a lot of choices. Some of them will have you like visually fill up a water bottle to get to your goal. So you set your goal and you set how many ounces each container is that you usually drink out of. So I'll usually have like a 16 ounce container, a 20 ounce container, and then an eight ounce container. Um, and then you just tap, you just tap on it. So you open up the app, you just tap on whichever container you did and it accrues, it accumulates rather, um, throughout the day. It's pretty cool. It's pretty easy. So that's an idea as well. You know, apps are apps are very useful in this type of dynamic. But I also get if you're just wanting to take technology out of things too, because I, I feel it. I feel it. Now, next, let's talk about just water tasting like water. All right. It's not the most appealing thing in the world. I mean, that's why I had kidney stones when I was a kid. I just did not like the taste of water. So I drank a crap ton of like Sprite and 7-Up, just anything clear because my, my parents just wanted me to drink things clear. Oh, ginger ale. I used to drink ginger ale a lot um, and tea, <laughs> of course, tea. So um, water, I just, I did not drink at all when I was a kid. Like it was disgusting. Give me milk. Like I don't care. So it wasn't until after I had my kidney stone and I realized how painful that was at 10 years old. Um, that I was just like, absolutely not, never again, you know, did I enjoy the process of drinking more water? Absolutely not. No, but did I enjoy the process of kidney stones? No, I, I enjoyed that far, far less. Um, so (laughs) it was kind of one of those things where it was like, Hey, which one do you want? You know, like, do you want more kidney stones or do you want to try to start drinking a little bit more water. So I tried to start drinking a little bit more water. What made it tasty for me is, hey, I'm from Florida. We had plenty of citrus. Uh, I mean, my grandparents had a lemon tree in their backyard. So I added lemon and made some lemon water. And no, it's not anything that's going to like help with fat burning. I mean, I was 10 for crying out loud. But add some citrus. So this is my recommendation to you is add some sort of flavoring to the water. All right. There are no calorie, low calorie options. Sure, if that's important to you, there are things like Mio, M-I-O. You can get it at a grocery store. You can find it in a water aisle, but it's basically a water additive that adds flavor to the water. And you can choose a variety of flavors, all right? I don't think anything's caffeinated, so, but check the labels because I'm not sure, you know, technology could change. Um, but Mio is an option. Also just fruits and, ve- you know, fruits basically and vegetables too, if you want to. But berries, they're really good. So strawberries, blueberries, things like that, especially if you cut them up because then it kind of releases a little bit of the water. And what's cool is at the end of the at the end of you drinking a glass of water with those little tiny fruits at the bottom of your water, sounds so bougie, um, you can get a nice little shot of like some berries at the end, which is kind of nice. And it, it's kind of like, for me, I like that because I love berries. I eat my body weight in blueberries, I swear, like every month. Um so I do like berries, but I do like citrus even more. So cut up a fresh lime, le- lime or lemon or whatever flavor you like and do that. Now, alternatively, you know, just like squeeze the lemon, like squeeze a quarter or whatever portion of the lemon or lime in there. And it just enhances the water. It adds flavor to the water. So that's an easy way to do it. Pretty affordable. And I think Mio's not that, not that expensive either. Um, but check that out if that will make you... Uh, make water a little bit more enticing to you. Um, you know, obviously tea, that's an option. And then sparkling water. We can't forget sparkling water. Now there is of course a limit, especially if it's mineral water, you know, yeah, you can 
maybe overdo mineral water a little bit. I know for me, you know, with kidney stones and stuff, I'll usually limit my mineral water to like one a day. Um, if I do have it, especially if I'm in, you know, Europe traveling or things like that. Well, let's be honest, whenever I'm in Europe traveling, I'm usually drinking more than just one mineral water um, because it's just so delicious. But yeah, sparkling water is great. So you can just do regular sparkling water, mineral water, or you can also do things like Zevia, uh, LaCroix, you know, bubbly, like whatever, whatever works for you. All right. Um, for me, I'm a real big Spindrift fan lately because it does have citrus flavor added to it and actual citrus flavor added to it. And it, it they just taste really good. And, um, they're just fun to drink. It's something different. So there's a lot of different brands and you don't even have to get those brand names either. You know, a lot of grocery stores are doing their own line now, which is really cool um, and much more affordable. So there are options and those do count towards your hydration. It's just bubbly water. It's just water with fizz. So, you know, that's something to, to consider if that makes it a little bit more enticing for you to actually stay hydrated. All right. So those are the tips that I have for you and, and, and just kind of get in the habit when you have your water bottle or your glass of water with you on your desk, your emotional support water bottle, just try to get in the habit of taking a couple of sips every 15 minutes, you know, like, great, I'm done with this email. Um, you know, let me take a sip of water. And it, that is what's going to help build the habit. Now I'm sure you're probably wondering, Jen, what if I'm just not able to get to the bathroom a lot, especially folks in healthcare or folks who do sales and maybe you're in their car a lot and traveling a lot. I get that. Um, then that's what I usually recommend is having like a noon tablet or some sort of like a spectrum type of electrolyte add it to one of your water bottles every day. And the reason for that is because then you're actually just not shedding all, all water, right? So you're not just peeing urgently all water. Your body's actually able to kind of retain a little bit of the water because your electrolytes are a little bit more imbalanced. So again, that's something that's kind of like, you know, I, I, again, I need to look at the research a little bit more, but it is something I've noticed. And that's something that I was actually trained to recommend. Of course, always kind of clear things with your doctor, depending on like medications and things like that. But I find having a noon tablet in one of my glasses of water every day, and it's just a small little electrolyte tablet that personally helps me. Now, I'm not sure if in your part of the world, if you're able to get noon tablets or have access to that, but something a little bit, um, similar to that will be effective. So something that's basically like a light electrolyte. So it's not necessarily an electrolyte that's meant to replace, you know, sweat. All right. So salty sweat or anything like that, but it can help just balance out your electrolyte level in your body. And you're just going to notice you're, you're being a little bit less, um, because everything's kind of in, in balance a little bit more. So again, start small, build up there. Don't feel like you need to go from zero to 80 ounces of water in a day. All right. Just start small, start with the morning. All right. First of all, start with how much, you know, figuring out how much water you need. Second thing is like, start with the morning, morning glass of water, get that done. First thing in the morning, have a water bottle next, you know, have water visible and make it easy for you and then make it tasty. All right. So these are just simple steps. Figure out what works for you. Um, these are just suggestions, but I know we're all different. We're all in a different place in our journey. So figure out what, what will work best for you. And I hope that you find some tips and you can carry away uh, some tips from today's episode. If you found this helpful, please, please, please make sure you're subscribed and like this on social media. 
give me a follow if you can at shift human performance that would be much appreciated and then share it you know share it with your friends tag me at shift human performance so i can actually see it and reshare it i can't really reshare it if you didn't if you don't tag me social media is weird like that but i hope you have a beautiful rest of the day and i am so grateful that you joined me for this episode and i will see you next week bye fam 